what is up my dudes welcome back to yet another episode of olympia oddities i've got a funny spooky story from the new house that i wanted to share with you all to start things off this week so i was with steven the other day and i was alone in his room while he'd gone downstairs to do something or like grab something he left his phone on the bed and i'm just sitting there watching netflix when all of a sudden i hear something go hey and i'm like uh and it does it again and i'm like okay i think that that just came from his phone don't like that and he's told me stories of weird stuff that his phone had done before like playing random songs and videos so i was like oh no it's ghost time it's happening i'm not prepared um he finally came back upstairs and saw me just like sitting there like crouched on his bed just like big eyed staring at the door waiting for him to come back and it turns out it was just some text tone on his phone but it absolutely scared the hell out of me and i 100 percent thought that a ghost was trying to talk to me um he changed it he's a good man um but i just thought that you guys would find that funny so i just wanted to share it today's episode comes with a content warning because i'm going to be talking about animal death and specifically cattle mutilations if you want to skip this one go ahead and do that and i'll catch you on the next one um also wouldn't recommend eating anything especially nothing with peanut butter in it you'll see why in a minute so today i'm going to be telling you about the history of cattle mutilations starting with the very first recorded instance in history to the 1970s when ufo panic spread through the west to modern day mutilations that happened just a few years ago and in the next state over oregon The first recorded outbreak of mysterious livestock deaths happened in 1606 in London and the surrounding towns. These were sheep that had turned up dead mysteriously, and a witness of the event wrote that whole slaughters of sheep had been made, in some places to number 100, in others less, where nothing is taken from the sheep but their tallow and some inward parts, the whole carcasses, and fleece remaining still behind. Charles Fort, an American writer and researcher who specialized in strange phenomena, collected many accounts of cattle mutilations happening in England during the late 19th and 20th centuries. In er, 1966, John Keel wrote about investigating into some animal mutilation deaths that happened in the Upper Ohio River Valley that same year. But those weird animal deaths went relatively unknown outside of those who raised livestock, until the Pueblo chieftain in Pueblo, Colorado, published a story about a horse who was mysteriously killed and mutilated. On September 7, 1967, an Appaloosa mare from Alamosa, Colorado went missing. Two days later, the owner of the Harry King Ranch where she was stabled, a man named Mr. King, discovered her dead. He discovered the remains about a quarter of a mile away from the ranch house. According to him, the horse's head and neck had been completely stripped of flesh, leaving bright white bones that appeared to have been bleached behind. He said that the rest of the mare's body was still relatively intact. Mr. King brought out Snippy's owners the next day, and they started trying to unravel the mystery of what had caused the death of a seemingly healthy young horse. They examined the scene and found no trace of blood anywhere on or near the horse's body. They claimed that the flesh seemed like it was removed with precision. Witnesses of the scene also claimed that the body was surrounded by a number of darkened patches on the ground, almost like the ground had been burned. About a hundred yards away from the body, they discovered a shrub that had been completely squashed flat. Close to this flattened shrub was a series of six small round indentations in the ground arranged in a circle. 
From here, the details that witnesses claimed to see at the scene just got more and more bizarre. One person alleged that the bones had been bright pink in color. Another reported that her hands began itching really bad after handling some hair from the horse, or possibly a piece of metal, since reports on this account varied. Others said that a sickly sweet smell hung around in the air at the scene. In Linda Mountain Howe's book, An Alien Harvest, she reveals that Snippy was actually the dam, or mother, of the mare that died, and that the dead mare's name was actually Lady. Some have theorized that Snippy was a nickname given to Lady by journalists, based or given to her based on the strange events surrounding her death. Almost all accounts of the horse, or the story, refer to the horse as Snippy, though, and most of them call her him, even though she was actually a mare. They contacted the police, but Alamosa County Sheriff Ben Phillips told them that the horse had most likely just died from being struck by lightning and never bothered coming out to the site to investigate. An Air Force-funded team from CU Boulder worked on trying to solve the mystery behind Snippy's mysterious death, but nothing came from their efforts. The mystery was actually partially solved when a local veterinarian named Dr. Wallace Leary acquired the carcass with hopes of mounting it outside of his practice as a novelty. As he was preparing the bones, he discovered two small caliber bullet holes in the horse's right flank. He theorized that the wound could have caused an infection that went untreated and led to the horse's death. Two college students from Alamosa State College confessed to sneaking out into the pasture and shooting the horse several weeks after the case was publicized. It doesn't explain all the weird things surrounding Snippy's death, but I can definitely see how an untreated infection could go undetected in livestock animals on pasture long enough to cause their own death. Others weren't so sure, though, and speculated that Snippy may have gotten caught in a barbed wire fence, causing her neck wound. Others thought that someone might have come across the sick or injured horse suffering and killed it out of mercy. Snippy's skeletal remains bounced from owner to owner over the years and were eventually put up on eBay for auction in 2006. The current owner of the skeleton didn't get the $50,000 asking price he was hoping for, and the post was withdrawn. Snippy's remains are currently stored in an undisclosed warehouse. By the mid-70s, more of these animal mutilations were popping up around the western states. These reports are usually of cows, and they share similar details. According to Howard Burgess, nearly 90% of mutilated cattle are between 4 and 5 years old. The cattle are almost always missing body parts, usually ears, eyes, flesh from the jaw, the tongue, lymph nodes, genitals, and the rectum. Cuts, if present, are described as very neat or made with surgical precision. The animals never show any signs of injury or illness in the days leading up to their deaths. And the biggest one, there's usually never any blood found. Even though most bizarre livestock deaths seem to involve cattle, there are recorded instances throughout history of this happening in sheep, horses, goats, pigs, rabbits, cats, dogs, bison, deer, and elk. Some owners of livestock that have suffered bizarre deaths have sent tissue samples into labs for testing, and the results are often bizarre. Sometimes the animals have unusually high or low levels of vitamins and minerals, or they'll find the presence of a chemical not commonly found in animals. However, not all of the animals found mutilated have anything weird show up in the lab results, and in the animals that do have weird results, the chemical, vitamin, mineral, or amounts found can vary drastically from animal to animal. The mutilations of the 70s spanned from Minnesota to New Mexico. Tons of reports came in during this time, with numbers reaching into the thousands. Fear spread, and many ranchers began carrying guns with them. Some people had claimed to hear helicopters around where the cattle were being found dead, 
and a federal agency that actually had to cancel a land inventory by helicopter that was planned in fears that someone would shoot it down. A few U.S. senators urged the FBI to investigate, but since they lacked jurisdiction, they were only able to investigate a handful of cases that took place on tribal lands. They were able to investigate a mutilation side-by-side with the New Mexico police beginning on March 24, 1978, when an 11-month-old bull was found dead. Gabriel L. Valdez of the New Mexico police noted that, Both the liver and heart were white and mushy. Both organs had the texture and consistency of peanut butter. They'd estimated the bull's time of death happening about five hours before the body was discovered, but the hide was unusually brittle for an animal that hadn't died that long ago. A blood sample was taken at the scene, and this blood was allegedly light pink in color and didn't clot until several several days later. They sent the bull's heart, along with bone and tissue samples, to the Los Alamos Scientific Lab for testing. Samples from the bull's liver were sent to two private labs as well. The lab detected Clostridium bacteria in the heart, which is naturally occurring, but were unable to reach a conclusion on the results because they were worried that the sample had been contaminated post-mortem. Samples from the bull's liver showed that there was absolutely no copper found, and that it contained four times the normal amount of zinc, potassium, and phosphorus. The scientists who performed the analysis were unable to explain these results. Shortly after their official investigations began, though, the mutilations would stop as suddenly as they had started. The FBI was never able to come to a conclusion of who the perpetrator was or what the motive had been. According to Kenneth Rommel, who headed the investigation, 10,000 mutilated cattle had been discovered by 1979. The FBI's investigation included theories such as dropped from a helicopter to injected with anticoagulants. Former FBI agent Kenneth Ronald said that there was no indication that anything other than common predators were responsible. It is important to note here that Kenneth was also absolutely disgusted by the gruesome scenes of these poor cows and let others do the actual investigating while he stayed upwind inside of a car. Western Canada had suffered a wave of cattle mutilations at the same time that the U.S. had, and the man who investigated their cases disagreed completely with the FBI's official report. RCMP investigator Corporal Lynn Lauber responded to an inquiry made by another officer by saying, I find it difficult to understand how Rommel could make such a statement such as this without ever having personally witnessed a real mutilation firsthand. He added that, I would like to see Rommel write off our confirmed cases as due to predators. Though nothing like the wave of mutilations that panicked ranchers in the 70s, cattle mutilations do still pop up from time to time, sometimes even locally. In the 80s, one of Terry Anderson's mother's cows was mysteriously killed overnight. They had found her lying on top of a mountain at their Pendleton, Oregon ranch. Her udder had been removed with something razor sharp, but according to Anderson, there was not one drop of blood anywhere. Terry Anderson has never really gotten over what happened to this cow, saying that, It's just left a really strange feeling with me since that day. You can't explain it. And you know, no one else has been able to explain it. In 2019, five young, seemingly healthy Hereford bulls were found dead on Sylvie's Valley Ranch in Oregon. No blood was found around any of the bulls' bodies, and their tongue and genitals were missing. Colby Marshall, the ranch's vice president, told reporters that the young bulls were just reaching their top value as breeding bulls. He valued each of them at $6,000. 
Losing animals under these bizarre circumstances costs ranchers lots of lost income, not to mention the hundreds of thousand dollars lost from the loss of future calves. He told the Capitol Press last year, the bulls died with no outward signs of struggle, no rope burns on trees, no scattered hoof prints, no strangulation marks. He said it looked like the bulls had simply fallen over and died. Staff members of the ranch began riding in pairs and carrying guns with them as a safety measure. Colby Marshall, the ranch's VP, said, It's rugged. I mean, this is the frontier. If some person or persons has the ability to take down a 2,000-pound range bull, you know, it's not inconceivable that they wouldn't have a lot of problems dealing with a 180-pound cowboy. The Harney Sheriff's Department is in charge of the investigation, and according to Deputy Dan Jenkins, they'd received dozens of calls from all over from people offering up theories or tips. He said, A lot of people lean towards the aliens. One caller had told us to look for basically a depression under the carcass, because he said that the alien ships will kind of beam the cow up and do whatever they're going to do with it, and then they just drop them from a great height. He also said that investigating the cow's bizarre deaths has been tough, since they have very little evidence and few credible leads to go off of. They kept a whiteboard with theories written on it. Among those theories crossed out were bears, wolves, cougars, or poisonous plants. The animals hadn't been shot, either. Two years before the discovery of the five dead bulls, another cattle mutilation happened in Oregon. This one happened 200 miles south of the Sylvie's Valley Ranch in 2017, near New Princeton. Andy Davis had found one of their cows dead. The body had been cut up, but there was no trace of any blood. She and her husband drove in circles spiraling outwards around the scene, but didn't find any tracks or any other evidence. She said that the rangeland was really dusty and everything you did left tracks, but they still found nothing. On July 23, 2020, another cow was found dead and mutilated near Fossil. The cow's owner, David Hunt, who owns Hunt Ranch, discovered the cow's body while doing his weekly pasture check. This cow was a black Angus and valued at $1,000. Her tongue, genitals, and reproductive organs had been cut out. Her body was found upright with the front legs tucked underneath. Investigators haven't ever seen one of the mysteriously dead cows dying this position before. She died in a position that she couldn't have gotten into by herself. I don't have any kind of logical explanation for it, said David Hunt. Deputy Jeremiah Holmes of the Wheeler County Sheriff's Office agreed, saying, There was definitely a foul play involved in this animal's death. This, unfortunately, wasn't the first time that Hunt had tragically lost an animal under weird circumstances. This previous December, he had found a dead bull in the snow, with its nose, lips, ears, tongue, tail, and genitals removed and blood drained. Deputy Holmes also worked on this case, but no leads ever developed. Holmes says that it's hard to tell how this cow died. By the time authorities arrived, the animal had likely been dead a few days, and they were past the window to perform a necropsy. Holmes described the animal's wounds as clean-cut, and he did not think that they were made from a wild animal. He did say that the cuts were not as clean as the cuts on the dead bull discovered on the Hunt Ranch during December. No dart dart punctures, bullets, strangulation marks, rope burns, tire tracks, or signs of poisoning were ever found. They did, however, find the first piece of evidence ever found at one of these bizarre cattle deaths. Police found a partial boot front about a hundred yards away from the remains. It is possible that this could be one of David Hunt's boot prints, but he said that he hadn't gotten out of his vehicle in that area in a long time. He didn't think that it looked like his boot print, and he said that any tracks left by him the last time he was out there would have been likely covered by the wind or rain by then. This boot print looked fresh to him. Of going public with his story, he said, 
I didn't say much when my bull died last winter, but this time, the cops wanted permission to publicize it so maybe people can keep their eyes open. I say, all right, tell anyone you want. It won't bring back my dead cow, but maybe we'll catch the killer. Another recent cattle mutilation in Oregon was discovered on September 12, 2020. Rancher Fee Stubblefield discovered the carcass on their ranch near Ukiah. The skin around the cow's mouth appeared to have been cut away, its tongue, glands, and organs had been removed, and strangely, one ear was cut off and placed onto the cow's neck. Stubblefield told the Blue Mountain Eagle newspaper that the cut was unusual and there was no blood. He searched the area for evidence, but found nothing, no footprints or tire tracks anywhere. Stubblefield called the Oregon State Police and the incident was confirmed as a mutilation kill. A bizarre detail in this one is that Stubblefield told reporters that predators and scavengers had been avoiding the carcass and the area that it was found altogether. Coyotes have approached the area before turning and heading in a different direction, and birds have landed on the body but take flight again shortly after. He said, If anyone finds one of these unusual ones, they need to stay away from it. Don't even come close to it, and call the Oregon State Police immediately. Any evidence that can be preserved is going to help solve this seemingly unsolvable case. The most recent cattle mutilations in Oregon happened earlier this year, just last month. The Crook County Sheriff's Office announced that they're investigating several suspicious cattle deaths and possible mutilation cases in eastern and southern Oregon. Sergeant Mitch Madden said that three, possibly four cows were involved and that the body parts had been removed from the cattle. The agency added extra patrols to the area and urged ranchers to stay vigilant and report any suspicious activity they see. Under Sheriff James Savage said in a news release that, This area is very rural ranch land as well as public BLM land. The cause of these cattle deaths were not natural and are under investigation. So now that we're up on the history of these strange livestock deaths, let's get into some of the theories of what or who could be causing this to happen. The first theory is that it's all just natural decomposition, predators, and scavenger animals causing the bizarre death scenes that the ranchers stumble across. The missing or mutilated mouth, lips, anus, and genitalia can be explained by the contraction of the missing or damaged areas because of dehydration, or the actions of scavengers or insects entering the body in areas where the skin is the thinnest. Believers of this theory think that the missing eyes and organs can be explained by carrion-eating er, insects like blowflies and birds like vultures. Vultures are known to start at whatever it's eating's eyes and then work its way into the mouth or anus to feed on the soft internal organs. The absence of blood could be explained by pooling in low points in the body and breaking down into its basic organic components. Others believe bugs could be consuming it, or it could be evaporated by the sun. The seemingly surgical quality cuts in the skin could be from the skin stretching due to post-mortem bloat, or from dehydration causing the hide to split. These could also be caused by predators or scavengers going at the body for a meal. Skeptic Robert T. Carroll decided to do an experiment to test this theory out. The experiment was conducted by Washington County Sheriff's Department in Arkansas, and they took a body of a recently deceased cow and left it in the field for 48 hours under supervision. During the 48-hour period, postmortem bloating caused tears in the skin that matched the cuts on the mutilated cows. Similar soft tissue damage to the mutilation cases was observed, caused by blowflies and maggots. Some ranchers dispute the natural causes theory, saying that the animals that dropped dead suddenly had often been young, healthy, and strong animals. 
Large, strong livestock animals are a poor choice for a predator to pick, and often ranchers have said that those who died were often the strongest or largest animal in the entire herd. The next theory we'll get into is the cult theory. The cult theory developed into the 70s and 80s when satanic panic was in full force and people were becoming concerned about cults thanks to people like Jim Jones. People who believe this theory think that the cult members are taking the animal's blood and organs for use in rituals. In 1975, Donald Flickinger was assigned to lead an investigation into whether there were any cult connections into the cattle deaths. He found a number of unusual instances and some circumstantial evidence, but nothing strong enough to convince the ATF to become involved any further. One of the weird culty incidents he recorded was a report coming from a forestry service employee in Blaine County, Idaho, in September of 1975. They'd reported seeing a group of people in black hooded robes, and the next day, several cows had been found mutilated in the area. Another man told investigators that he'd been driving down Highway 95 in northern Idaho on October 9, 1975. His drive had been normal until he came across a group of 15 people wearing masks. The masked people linked arms and formed a chain of people across the highway, forcing the driver to turn around. Our next theory is that the government or military is involved. A man named Charles T. Oliphant had researched cattle mutilations, and his theory was that the mutilations were the result of secret research into some sort of really bad cattle disease that could be spread to humans. He thinks that the NIH, CDC, or other federally funded agencies are involved in this, and he also thinks that the military is funding the whole ordeal. He based part of his theory off of the bizarre findings of human drugs in some of the cow's lab results. There's also a 2002 report by the National Institute for Discovery Science that features eyewitness testimony from two police officers from Cache County, Utah. That part of Utah had a lot of weird cattle deaths going on, so the ranchers had formed armed patrols to monitor the unmarked aircraft that they had spotted in the area. Two policemen claimed that they had encountered several men in an unmarked U.S. Army helicopter in 1976 in Cache County Small Airport. Some sort of altercation happened, and afterwards, the cattle mutilations stopped happening in that area for five years. A biochemist named Colm Kellner has investigated several mutilations himself and thinks that they are a result of a secret government project to track the spread of bovine spongiform encephalopathy, aka good old mad cow disease. There was also the weird tale of a reporter named Dane Edwards who worked for the Brush Banner. In 1975, he published a story on cattle mutilations and began investigating the theory that a cult was, in, was responsible. The cult theory turned out to be a dead end for him when no cult members were ever identified, so he pivoted to a new theory, that the government was involved because they were testing cattle parts to use as a biological weapon in Vietnam. In October of 1975, he gave an interview to the Colorado Spring Gazette Telegraph that announced his theory that the government was behind the mutilations. Shortly after, he was fired from the Gazette and went missing. His wife reported him as a missing person, and he wasn't seen for years, until the 90s when he reappeared under a new name, Dr. David Ellsworth. And I don't know if he was like a real doctor or if he had like a Dr. Phil thing going on, but evidently was a doctor now. He went on to found an English language learning program that was adopted by many universities in Mexico. And our last theory, aliens. Since the headlines about Snippy the horse that read things like, 
Flying saucer sought in death of horse, and did horse saucer tangle? UFO and aliens have been a giant part of the conversation surrounding unexplained livestock deaths. Believers in this cite the lack of blood found, organs removed, possibly for alien testing, and the bizarre indentations found around some of the scenes as evidence of something extraterrestrial having been on the scene. They think that the government's involvement and the unmarked aircraft have more to do with them looking into the aliens versus the actual cow's death itself. Thank you for listening to Olympia Oddities. If you want to support the podcast, leave me a positive review, tell a friend, or follow the Instagram and Facebook at Olympia Oddities Podcast on both. If you want to submit a spooky story of your own or an idea for an episode, you can DM DM me on Facebook, Instagram, anytime, or email the pod at olympiaoddities at gmail.com. And until next time, friends.